0: camera <laughs> so That's, That's life, Yeah. That means it's not... <laughs> oh, That means it's on. That We're she's on three Does yeah, okay. yeah. that mean you should start? No. Like, really no. Years, oh. sure. I do we have a We didn't have i just i be on. i i Oh, Bill isn't here. I wonder how I yeah. I'm not see. I'm not see You see, I down. Makes a lot more sense in standing up the good
1: standing
0: in you. of Good. Oh, we're waiting for you. We can start now. <coughs> That um, that's mm-hmm. good. Good. You Good. 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 You Song for a Is he going to give us a high sound One Okay, song. Uh,
2: God in this season of Easter, Christ is risen, Christ is risen indeed, hallelujah, let's praise <laughs> God now in worship.
0: He brought me to to brought me to Oh, the my the my
1: salvation
0: Oh, the fire in my soul, Oh, the fire in my the I'm going to of the way to truth and life, and Mary, he is the Lord. Jesus is the way the truth and life, and Mary, he is the It's better over me, his love. He gave me peace through the power of the cross. of the Lord. He gave me peace to the power of the God of the Lord. He is the He is we are the grass, we, we, brand- we, brand- we. we are the we the we are the grass, we are Kle- the grass, and we are the we are An exaltuary. An exaltuary. <laughs> I will reign. The game is resolved. Sing this holy day, peace and salt Oh,
2: grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God the Father and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all and also with you. Let us pray. Yes God you are indeed exalted above all gods above all things you created us you created all things for our purpose and then in the midst of it your Son became flesh and blood like us to bring salvation to us so that we would be reunited with you after all things come to pass. and So we are ever thankful and we want to praise you with all that we are. But not just to praise you, we want to make sure that your name is glorified, not only in this place, but in all the earth. And in some strange ways, Father, maybe the internet, is helping us and others to extend that out even further than we ever thought possible. So we praise you this day. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 <coughs> reading but one of the most favorite of all scripture readings <clears throat> Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd I shall not be in want he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he restores my soul he guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here ends our first reading. The second reading comes from the first letter of Peter, the second chapter beginning at verse 19. For it is commendable if a man bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because he is conscious of God. But how is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and endure it? But if you suffer for doing good and you endure it, this is commendable before God. To this you are called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. for by his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Mm -hmm. Millie and Alf will be doing a special number for us today, and so I invite them up at this time.
1: To make him look presentable. Thank
0: you. <laughs> well, this song has been a mainstay in our lives uh, over and over again. We uh, fail miserably on our own a lot of times. But we have a
1: gentle shepherd who loves us and leads us. It's called gentle shepherd.
0: Yeah.
2: Jesus begins, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The man who enters the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they didn't understand what he was trying to tell them. Therefore Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. We give you praise and thanks, Father, for the day you've given, for the many blessings that we enjoy, the blessings of the freedom to gather to worship you. And we now ask that you open our eyes for us to see you, Unblock our ears for us to hear you. Awaken our hearts, stir your spirit within us that we may know you and your will for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. each other during this time of pandemic isolation as I fear that social distancing may actually have even greater negative results in people generally
1: not maybe being as welcoming to the stranger as we might
2: actually be developing a fear regarding the voice of the stranger. Consider the story of the little boy who wanted $100 to help his family through the pandemic crisis. He prayed for weeks on end, for the money, but nothing ever happened. And so he decided to write God a letter requesting the $100. When Canada Post received the letter addressed to God, they decided to send it on to the Prime Minister of Canada a prime minister was so pleasantly amused by the letter that he instructed his secretary to send the boy $5, thinking that $5 would appear like a lot of money to a little boy. A week later, the return letter finally was received by the little boy. He So delighted when he received the $5 bill that he sat down and he wrote a thank you note to God which read, Dear God, thank you so very much for sending the money. However, I noticed that for whatever reason, you sent it through Ottawa and they deducted $95 in taxes. You know, it really doesn't matter who you are. There are certain things that you and I do have in common. First of all, we're both alive and we're struggling with different levels of health. As long as you are living, you are also still paying taxes, which after this pandemic will likely grow considerably to pay down the federal and provincial debts. Another thing we all have in common, at least according to scripture, is the familial way that Jesus identifies us as his sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. And there shall be one shepherd and one flock. The central message of the gospel today can be easily summed up in two words, as the good news is about belonging and being loved. Mm. You and I are identified as the sheep of the Good Shepherd. But really, what does it mean to us as the modern urban urban people of the 21st century to be called sheep? Jesus spoke these words almost 2,000 years ago within an agrarian farmland in Israel. Sheep production and the care of those animals was central to the economy and to the spiritual welfare of the country. Sheep were required for wool, for meat, for religious festivals, and so on. Jesus begins, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd to the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate to him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. The message is clear. When you belong to this shepherd's herd, when you are under the tender loving care of the good shepherd, you are known by name. You are accepted just as you are and you are loved just like every other member of that herd. Well, David begins the most beloved of all the Psalms saying, Yahweh is my shepherd. I lack nothing. The prophet Isaiah describes how personal God Almighty considers his relationship to us when he says, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. The prophet Jeremiah describes how we have been loved by God from eternity when he writes, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. The message of the gospel is clear. It's simple, and it is kind of expected. As God proclaims, to the prophet Ezekiel saying, I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David. He will tend them, and he will tend them and be their shepherd. And so Jesus declares, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, Now, shepherding is not anything new to the people living in Israel's day. In Jesus' day, shepherding and sheep are not a new image to the New Testament either. Shepherding was one of humanity's earliest occupations. As shepherding first appears in the fourth chapter of the book of Genesis, where Adam and Eve's second son, Abel, is described as a keeper of the flocks, flocks of sheep. Shepherding isn't limited to only the children of Israel either. Most of the cultures who have lived in the Middle East have written about shepherding in their own literature. King Hammurabi of the first Babylonian dynasty describes himself saying, and I quote, the great gods have called me. I am the salvation bearing shepherd whose staff is straight, end of quote found in the code of Hammurabi. Having herds of animals was common throughout the non-war known world, from as far west as Egypt, to as far east as the Persian Gulf and Mesopotamia. But it's kind of surprising though, that Egyptians did not think well of sheep. As Joseph recounts back in the book of Genesis, how all shepherds are detestable to the Egyptians. About 200 years before King Hammurabi, Abram is born in the city of Ur, which belongs to the Chaldean dynasty. But even before Abram is born, the image of shepherding was used throughout the known world to depict gods and kings. And here, surprisingly, the image is most evident in Egypt, where the shepherd's crook is engraved in monuments, in pillars, and in statues. The shepherd's crook staff was understood as a symbol of power and authority, an object which was always carried by the kings of Egypt. But maybe in the hands of simple and humble Hebrew shepherds, the kingly image of the crook staff might have been viewed by the Egyptians as an emptying out of its designated sovereignty. Maybe this is something like what Jesus intended when he said, do not give dogs what is sacred and do not throw your pearls to the pigs. By the time Jesus enters our human world, there are already thousands of years of historical and practical knowledge contained in the image of shepherding and caring for sheep. And Jesus grabs hold of these historical images in order to teach using the same well-known image that speaks to all of his first century listeners about God's love for them using the familiar imagery of the shepherd caring for his sheep. You know, Jesus doesn't have to go very far in order to grab hold of this familiar image, which of course was depicted by King David himself, and often recited in the synagogues. Today, it's one of the most beloved of all the Psalms of Israel. King David, who himself was once a shepherd of sheep, begins with those familiar words, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want, from the original King James Version. The opening sentence alone is a powerful profession of faith, which leaves no doubt that David's words speak directly to us and for us at different times in our lives. When it comes to funerals and celebrations of the life of our loved ones, most people will always ask for Psalm 23 to be Recited. Even now, as we struggle in the darkness and the uncertainty of this pandemic, we need to be reminded that no matter what happens all around us, the Lord is my shepherd, who is with me and who cares for all of my needs. Psalm 23 is always a good choice when we are going through difficult times. And those words of Psalm 23 come first to mind when we experience misfortune in our lives, when we receive some form of bad news, when we find ourselves having to walk through those difficult times in our lives by ourselves. But these words also bring us comfort and peace. These are the same words that ought to come into our minds at a time of celebration and thanksgiving as we experience the love and the joy of the shepherd who is present in our hearts and in our gatherings. The wedding of Cana of Galilee is a wonderful example of this. The joyous occasion of the wedding of those two young people is about to become a tragedy because the wine has run out. Such a mistake would dishonor the parents of the wedding. But because Jesus is present at the wedding and intervenes making wine from water, the marriage becomes a jubilant celebration. And this is a reminder how we always ought to remember to invite the good shepherd to all of our gatherings. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing places a different emphasis on the psalm than the King James translation, I shall not want. I lack nothing clearly says that the Lord has already provided for all of my needs. All the words of the psalm clearly point us forward from the time of David to the words of Jesus as they were recorded by the apostle John which ultimately points us to the Lord Jesus himself, who identifies himself as the Good Shepherd, who gathers us back into the flock, who protects us from danger, who nurtures and cares for all of our needs, and who calls each one of us by name. As such, we know that we are loved by him, and that we belong. And you know, King David is not the first person to create this image of the Lord God as a shepherd. Centuries before King David was even born, Moses led the people out of slavery in Egypt towards freedom in the promised land. After crossing the Red Sea and being finally free of the fear and the oppression of Pharaoh and of Egypt, the image of God shepherding his people is initially mentioned in the Song of Moses. I will sing to the Lord for He is highly exalted. Both horse and driver He has hurled into the sea begins the Song of Triumph. In your unfailing love you will lead the people you have redeemed. In your strength you will guide them. In reality Lord God is seldom actually referred to as a shepherd in scripture, but because of the extensive use of this imagery of shepherding and the leading of one's flock of people from the Red Sea towards the promised land and throughout the Old Testament, it does appear to suggest that the image of the divine shepherd may have actually become a prominent image for Israel beginning while the children of Israel are making their 40-year nomadic journey led by God through the wilderness. Now imagine the flocks and the herds of animals which are being led and cared for by the desert wanderers. It would not have just consisted of sheep, but they would have been cows and goats, and in some cases these herds may have also included horses, asses, and camels. But the most important animal, primarily because of its small size, its usefulness, and also because of its abundance, was the sheep. It was a versatile creature, being the source of wool for clothing, meat for eating, especially for us to Passover, which has now been instituted, and also one of the animals which is approved by the Levitical law for sacrifice to God. As such, the principal duty of the shepherd was to ensure that these animals always had sufficient food and water and these shepherds were also responsible to guard the sheep from wild animals and thieves. The good shepherd, as described by Jesus, was especially concerned for the condition of the flock, careful that the animals were not overdriven, declares Genesis chapter 33, and carrying the helpless lambs declares the prophet Isaiah saying, he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. The work of the good shepherd was essentially to keep the flock together and intact counting each individual animal as it passes under his hand. But the prophets of the old Testament also warn us about another type of shepherd. In the church, we often talk about the good shepherd. But along with that, we also need to be conscious of the bad shepherds. Those who are wolves in sheep's clothing, who attempt to pull the wool over the eyes of their followers. Woe to the worthless shepherd who desert the flock, says the Lord God. Now we're not going to go into detail about these modern shepherds today, but in Jesus's gospel, Jesus differentiates himself, sets himself apart from all earthly shepherds, especially the imitation shepherds and the bad shepherds. Jesus is the sheep gate and the only one who leads his sheep in and out of the sheep pen. There's an old gospel song that states, and I quote, we may not know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future, end of quote and that is the good shepherd Mm -hmm. the one who is the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end as his sheep we can trust and place ourselves into his eternal nail pierced hands of love and we know that he will care for us and although the image of shepherd and sheep continues to be a prominent image in the church today Many of the people of the 21st century are predominantly from an urban, man-made environment, and like myself, we are not familiar with farming, with livestock, with sheep, lambs, or shepherds. And so it's interesting that most modern shepherds which you read about don't actually paint a very nice picture of sheep. This being said, we might be more like sheep than we want to admit sometimes. Now, sometimes we're looking for the grass, which is greener on the other side. Or like sheep, sometimes humans tend to be maybe more indifferent and destructive to the world in which they are living. This being the case, we must believe the word of God, which pictures us as Jesus' lambs and sheep, as not being a very complimentary example. The image which God paints of humanity in Scripture is really not very nice at all. We all like sheep have gone astray, declares Isaiah. Each one of us has turned to our own way. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And the Apostle Peter, whom we read today, says we would, it, we should try to get back on track, saying, you were like sheep going astray, but now you have turned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Like sheep, we continued to err. We continue to go astray while the Holy Spirit continues to drive us back to the Word of God, where we will find the Good Shepherd waiting for us, at the open gate which leads to the green pastures, the quiet waters, blessings and protection, in a world filled with fear and uncertainty. And then we can explain with David, saying, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever first you will know that you're headed in the right direction because jesus says his sheep follow him because they know his voice to him be all glory now and forever I invite you now to join me and I profession of faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. We are so ever thankful for all that you provide. You provide us with the abilities to, to worship, to sing, to do those things that are necessary in our world this day. You provide some with the skills and the knowledge to try and find cures and vaccines to all kinds of illnesses, all kinds of diseases we pray for those researchers, Father. We pray that they will be focused on the right paths that you lead them to. We pray for doctors, for nurses, for all who work in our hospitals across the world to continue to strengthen them, to protect them. We pray for our care homes, for the vulnerable members of our society, not just the elderly but those who have medical situations that could cause them even more harm at this time. and We pray for those who are struggling with this virus now Mm. for recovery. But not just for recovery, Father, but for faith. Mm. To see that your hand is involved in the healing process because you walk with us through the valley. You are there with us every moment of that time. Your suffering on the cross assures us that you are there with the suffering of your children. Yeah, right. And that is what Psalm 23 most clearly depicts to us. That you are there and you take care of all that we need. Right. And so we pray for our first responders. We pray for the challenges that face our society. Mm especially as restrictions get loosened, as people begin to, to find ways to work through these situations, to be able to connect with each other again in ways that are not harmful. And most Father, we pray for every member of this congregation. Yes, Lord. For many who are struggling, who are walking through the challenges of the valley, that they may be reassured that you are very much present with them in every moment, no matter how difficult or how dark the world may seem, that you are the light of the world, and that you are the one who is with us no matter where we go. And with that, Father, we also pray for all those things that are weighing heavy on our hearts and minds this day, whatever they may be, as we bring them to you now, either in the silence of this time or aloud.
0: Father, I would pray for Elfrida. Mm-hmm. I left her before you, and I just ask mm-hmm. that you would give uh, her strength. Sure. She's so struggling with her health, and I just ask mm-hmm. that you would touch her. With her and allow her to know that you are there for her. Father, I would also lift up the people of Nunavut to you. The pandemic has now reached them, and Mm. Father, due to social and economic and the struggles of the weather, they are Mm. so vulnerable. Mm. And I just lift them to you and I ask. You would look after
2: them, that you would hold them so close yes, to you ma'am. and protect them. I want to be mindful of the tragedies that occur around our world also, Father. For the shooting in Nova Scotia and the families who have lost family. For the helicopter crash that has our military again, and for all the other suffering in our world, much of which we aren't aware of because our focus has been so much here in our own country. We I mean, give praise and thanks to you, Father. Yes. We just can't even keep track of all the blessings that we have in our lives, mm-hmm. the blessings that you continue to provide. But the Lord is my shepherd, yes. and I shall not ever be in want for anything. And always being mindful, Father, when we come to you. We remember the words that you taught mm-hmm. us. Our Father, our Father, who our Father, who art in heaven, O <síntica> We after she took a little bit of a fall and some other problems and Bart Brown is also celebrating this month. Uh, I don't know, is anybody in here celebrating that I'm not aware of? We have a huge crowd here today, lots of angels actually, there's more angels. Amen. So let's, uh, the verse for this month is, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it from Psalm 118 verse 24. And let's try singing our birthday song together. announcement I want to make is uh, we did have a cleanup crew here at the church yesterday and we had a fantastic
0: turnout a lot of work that done around the church and so
2: on behalf of the church council I want to thank all of those who came and helped with this process deep God's blessing the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you the lord to combine you with favor and give you his peace in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen, amen. <clears throat>